Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. 409 here on this Friday, July 28th, 2023, 91 degrees and sunny outside. Make sure uh, you have your sunscreen on and make sure you have your water or whatever uh, whatever beverage you're choosing to drink on this Friday. I don't judge here on the Rob O'Donnell Show. Well, again, you know, speaking of Donald Trump, it looks like he is his own worst enemy. And, you know, I get where the supporters and I get where he's been targeted falsely for a lot of things. And anything that he's actually been proven for, for him, has been him his own self doing it. Um, He's his own worst enemy. That's the best way to put it. But it looks like that the, uh, the documents case from Florida... They dropped a superseding indictment this week that upgraded some charges for both him and his body person, Walt Nauta, and also charged the Marlago property manager, Carlos D. Oliveira, in looking to conceal footage from the federal investigators after they issued a subpoena for the video. Now, in the original indictment, there was a Marlago employee number one mentioned, but now they're assuming that this Carlo de Oliveira, the property manager, is uh, is that employee that was in there. So either they talked to him, interviewed him, and tried to get him to flip, and he didn't. And in regards to that, they charged him which is how the feds operate in this. They would they would bring him in if they knew who he was and identified him. They would bring him in and try to make him state's witness. He is not the target. This property manager, Carlos D. Oliveira, is not the target, nor should he be. So my assumption is they brought him in, and when he refused to cooperate with the uh, prosecutors, they charged him in a superseding indictment. Now, Walt Norda the body person who was charged in the original indictment with, uh, I believe, all 36 counts that Donald Trump was, is a different story. He has been talking, and we don't know to what extent. So is he the reason that the feds now know that the Mar-a-Lago property employee number one was Carlos de Oliveira? since he was indicted in the original indictment, but he was also named in the superseding indictment. But here is just dumb things that Donald Trump does, and and I'm sorry, if you don't see it that way, if you don't admit that, you do not tell someone to destroy evidence. You have a subpoena. The feds are looking at you. This isn't, hey, you heard this might be coming. Let's get rid of this and this, you know, before it does. That in itself is not 100% above bar, but you'd have more of a reasoning behind that, hey, we wiped the things clear um, before anything happened, before you were notified. But there was a subpoena issued, and there's obviously something going on. And again, this is a superseding indictment. This is an indictment. This isn't a trial. There's no defense here. But it's dumb things like this that always seem to get Donald Trump. And it's these things where he thinks he lives in a bubble, he's working in a bubble, that are going to come back to haunt him. 
Now, out of all the cases that are going on right now, the records case, the documents case, were probably he, he probably had his most solid defense for. There, there is ambiguity there as far as did he have the right to have them? Is him removing them simply the step to declassify them? Now, I, I said it here and I say it again. That probably would have went to a Supreme Court decision because uh, it's never happened before. But with all the gray area that's around here, with the head of the National Archives saying that this has been an issue for decades, that them tracking records, that people missing records is prevalent, probably would have went to, hey, pay a fine and we're going to set up new policies to, to do this again. But this creates a major problem for the Trump defense, if it's true. Now, it's in the indictment, so you have to assume the U.S. attorneys have evidence that this took place. They supposedly have some of these recordings that show this happened, and without, I would say, some corroborating evidence where they interviewed someone who talked to them that this happened at the direction of either Donald Trump or Walt Nauta, or both, why did it happen to begin with? I I can understand the speculation. I, I can understand the defensiveness with everything that Donald Trump himself has been through. You look at the Russian dossier. You look at the, the laptop. We, we've talked about it many times. He, he's been attacked on so many levels that's just totally fallen apart. So how do you not look at things like this, which could be 100% legitimate? And, and I think this is extremely damaging. This is stupid on his part. But with everything else that happened... How do you not be skeptical of the things that may or may not be true? These indictments now. The, the, the conversation in Georgia, let a jury decide. Let them get all the evidence there. Let the person on the phone, on each side of the phone, make their statement on what they were meaning and what it was taken as, rather than the manipula- manipulation of it. And let it happen. I, I'm all for, at this point, once an indictment is brought... Let it go through the court process. Let's try and make that a fair process as much as we can, because like I've said, with that defamation suit in New York, there's no way that was a fair trial. There is no way you're getting a jury of your peers in Manhattan or, or in the lower district of New York, which is Manhattan and some of Brooklyn, I believe. There's no way. You know, that the, the woman in that case, the statement she made after, I know she's thinking about suing Donald Trump again because of statements he made, but her statements are, were off the wall as well. And how it was spun afterwards, even by the judge themselves, when the jury said, you know, they didn't found that there was any sexual rape or anything like that. It was a defamation case. But it was spun that, yes, there was. But this, things like this, is what frustrates me to no end because it's his own actions. And you've heard it time and time again. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. And here, I could question, was the crime even a crime? I think you would need a higher court to determine that. But it's things like this. That make me believe I want to see a lively primary 
at this point, that's up in the air that that's going to happen. Um, there's been really no movement. Trump is clearly the front runner there. But we're we're looking at the worst of two evils and a rerun of 2020. And I'm sorry, Joe Biden is just horrific. But a Donald Trump gets in, I think we're at a stalemate. We don't go anywhere either. Nothing gets done. It'll be committee hearings and impeachments and roadblocks and nothing but the media camped out everywhere with their agendas like we already saw. And, and I don't think we move forward. We, st- we, we lose four years is what I'm saying. And I don't think we can with the threats that are out there, with the things going on. I don't think we can. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, Joe from the back mountain on Trump. Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to say, you know, you said there was a, you couldn't get a trial in Manhattan. That was fair. This guy hasn't got, there's nothing about what they're trying to do to Donald Trump that's fair. We had a phone call with the president of Ukraine that got him impeached. I mean, there was nothing said that was impeachable. My God, this is insanity. The American people should be in Washington with pitchforks and torches and tar and feather and, and threatening the tar and feather, these scumbags that are running this country. I mean, they're evil. This is satanic already. What's going on? Did you hear what the governor of Michigan did yesterday? They want to sign a law that says it's a felony to call somebody by the wrong pronoun. A felony, Rob. Come on. This has gone too far. The American people should be, uh, really, January 6th should look like a a, a birthday party compared to really what should be going on. No, Joe, we've seen what happened on January 6th. We can't have that. We can't call it. It just gives them the ammunition they need. Look look at how much much air it's given the other side. No, I'm not advocating it. I'm not advocating it. I'm saying, did you hear what Peter Navarro, Trump's trade frontman, said? This is going to lead to another civil war. And I agree with him. And I'm not advocating for it. I just call, I'm just, I'm 70 years old. I look at facts as facts. I've seen a lot of wars, okay? I saw my father come home from the Second War, what it did to him. And I had friends that were in Vietnam, what it did to them. And people that lost sons and daughters over there. And we all saw what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, I wouldn't put a uniform on to defend this country now. With this scumbag in Washington in charge, are you kidding me? I wouldn't let a family member dare put a uniform on to go defend this insanity. These people are nuts. And, and then Donald Trump is not, hasn't gotten a fair shake, will never get a fair shake. And if he does get elected and he does get to be president again, I hope the hell he does go after it, impeaches and tries every one of them. Because you know what? The closet needs to be cleaned out. He, he got it wrong. He said it was a swamp. It's not a swamp. It's a sewer. You got it totally wrong. It's a sewer. I see it Thanks there, Joe. But, but in, in something like this, Joe, before you go, in something like this where they supposedly have him telling people to destroy evidence that's been subpoenaed, I mean, how do you get behind that? First of all, you got to prove that he said that, okay? That's I agree. All hearsay. I agree. That's well, it's, all it's hearsay. Not, it's, it's, not has, hearsay. it's not hearsay. It's in an indictment. So they have they have probable cause that, that's, that this happened. Now, I understand this probable, is... There's no have probable cause that... That he sold, that he bought green cheese from men on the moon too. They can, you know, it's like my cousin said to me years ago. God rest his soul. You know, they can make up anything. They can say, "Hey, you saw, uh, you can say one of the lawyers in the courthouse is selling pot. I'll go arrest them." 
It's all on hearsay. I mean, this is ridiculous. No, they're going to have to prove it. You're right. They're going to have to prove it. But he is his own worst enemy when it comes to things like this. This didn't need to happen. This was a dumb mistake. I'm not not saying Donald Trump isn't wrong at times for what he does. He makes bad judgment calls. But this country, what really is the issue here is what this country has devolved into from the greatest, freest nation on the face of the earth into a parody, into a Robert Heinlein novel kind of existence here, where everything black is white and white is black, and it's totally upside down, and Satan is the, is the grandmaster of the party. It's ridiculous. The people in this country, they, need, they don't just need a religious revival. They need a political revival. They need a social revival, not, not just an economic revival. They need a revival all the way through because this is, we're going to hell, man. Well, this vo- is the road to hell. Voters definitely need to wake up, Joe, and I agree with you there. You have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. It's uh, 422 here at WILK. Well, no, not yet. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, hot and humid with an isolated storm, high 93. Tonight, warm and humid, isolated storm, low 72. Saturday, warm and humid with scattered showers and storms, high 88. Saturday night, cleary, breezy and cooler, low 63. Great, that's my wedding day. Not my wedding day, the wedding I'm going to. Uh, Sunday, mostly sunny, cooler and less humid, high 83. Monday, mostly sunny and less humid, high 79. It's currently 91 degrees and sunny at 422 here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 426. He hates the cans, so beware of the cans. Thank you for the texture that uh, brought that in. Uh, I, I, the first thing I thought about, Jake and I had the conversation when we when it was brought up. I says we got to get some uh, some audio or something or some songs from the the movie The Jerk. So uh, I appreciate the texture bringing that in. You forced me to look it up during the commercial break. Um, you can call a text at 570-883-0098. As long as you're not an angry, unstable uh, person with self-control issues, we'll be glad to have you on. It's uh, Wayne from Einan on Trump. Wayne. How you doing, sir? Good. That's good. But it's a beautiful day in Northeast Pennsylvania. It always warm, is, right? Yes, it is. Okay, my comment is about Trump and the tapes. Okay? I'm not a Trump lover and I'm not a Trump hater. Okay, but I... I after everything the FBI has done and the, and, and the DOJ has done, here's my question. Okay. On these tapes, they could have manufactured it any way they wanted to. Okay. They could have deleted something. They could have added something. Okay. They they must have this guy actually doctoring the ta- I mean, taking the tapes 
on security wise or whatever. And then they put the fear of God in them. He's going to spend 20 years in jail. Okay. Because if you look at what they did in the Russian investigation, what they did in the Mueller investigation and what they did on other stuff, what would stop them from doing that? Well, there's no doubt they're going to strong arm who they can to make them state's witness. And with everything sure. that's gone on, with all the evidence that has come out, the the partisanship and non-impartiality that we've seen in other investigations when it comes to the, the federal authorities that have been involved with Donald Trump, it is right to speculate these things. It, it's absolutely right. And, and I think everyone has some sort of speculation, except for those who are so brainwashed, it's Trump, they just want to get him, and that's that. I agree. I agree. But, I mean, they must, uh, this guy is supposedly a doctor, these tastes are taking them out and cut them. Uh, I don't understand it. Does they have a splicer there? Do you put everything together? <laughs> Whatever. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office is obviously going to take the highlights of what proves their case, and 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 but they have to they have to turn over every exculpatory uh, evidence or Brady material, and and we'll see what what happens. Again, this isn't a trial; it's an indictment. It's one sided. Indictment, yeah. Yeah, it's one sided. Yeah. I, I get that, and but you know, it's it's things like this. They they shouldn't even have this ammunition. Donald Trump should have been smart enough not to even have this conversation. Hey, yes, let them get the videos. Yes, we move boxes around. Yes, these boxes are my personal items or things I was I had the right to have. That's your argument, not right. telling people to delete right. stuff, because, again, you create your own issue. Correct. Okay, but did he delete it? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. How, how, do they, how do they have proof that he deleted it? That's the thing. Obviously, they have the statements from... Uh, from uh, somebody that was involved. That's what I'm saying. Uh, who did they strong arm or put pressure on to do that? And, it's, it's in its own building anyway. And, and that's it's in Trump's own building. Yeah, but after they were subpoenaed, it's it's government record. You, you you can't. It's it's a crime to do it. Once you once that subpoena came down, he had to abide by it. Right. Uh, if okay. he didn't, or if he didn't, did if he did, or if he didn't, you know, we'll see. We'll see during a trial. Right. Yeah. Correct. But. It just after everything that's been done, it seems hard to trust anybody, any uh, of them. I agree. I agree 100%, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, you have a great yep. Friday and have a great weekend. You have a nice weekend also, sir. Thank okay. you. It's uh, 431 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 436. It's the point of the show where we honor our law enforcement officers across the nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 88 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history, six of which are from here in Pennsylvania. Police Officer Richard Lawn Jr. of the Lower Gwinnett Township Police Department in 2003 succumbed to injuries sustained four days earlier when he was involved in an automobile accident. Police Officer Jorgen Holland, Upper Chinchester Township, Chinchester Township Police Department in 1998, succumbed to injuries sustained nine months earlier when he was struck in the face while responding to a domestic disturbance call. Police Officer Richard Ryman, Philadelphia Police Department in 1966, died from injuries sustained 18 days earlier when he fell from his police car and struck his head. Patrolman uh, Edward Vincent Tierney Jr., the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police in 1953, suffered fatal injuries when his motorcycle skidded in the 1400 block of West Liberty Avenue.
Policeman Alfonso Bonavicola, Philadelphia Police Department in 1934. Policeman Alfonso Bonavicola was struck and killed by a car on 22nd Street and Snyder Avenue as he stepped off a trolley. And you have Police Officer Thomas McVeigh, Philadelphia Police Department, 1918, was shot and killed during uh, racial disturbance in South Philadelphia. I also want to shout out to someone that I've become very familiar with, uh, didn't have the fortune to know him personally, but I know his team, I know his partners, and I know of the person he was. Police Officer Jonathan J.D. DeGuzman of the San Diego Police Department was uh, shot and killed as he and his partner conducted a subject stop near the intersection of uh, Cassia Grove Way and 38th Street at 11 p.m. at night while patrolling gang activity. Uh, J.D., as he's known, I've been to his inscription on the memorial wall. I have it stenciled, and it sits on my mantle to this day. I counseled members of his team that worked with him every day after the shooting, discussing you know the, the, the real effects of survivor's guilt and such like that, and, uh, and saw the lives he touched in the friends that he has. Uh, have been to many walks in his memorial. Uh, to this day, there's a memorial each year walk to a mountain in San Diego that his teammates, family, and friends still to this day go up. And uh, anytime we're at an event where the San Diego PD, uh, who I've become very close with, members of, um, his flag has risen up. And I uh, just wanted to mention that today, uh, that he is missed. And if you if you follow me on social media, you saw my mantle with his inscription from the law enforcement memorial wall with his name on it, and uh, his picture sits there as well. You know, it's just, uh, you know, thinking about these things and thinking about and knowing people these type of incidents personally affect. And, you know, it's been years later. And the guys and gals still feel it like it was yesterday. Um, his partner, his sergeant, his team members. He was on the, the GST gang suppression team out in San Diego. Outstanding unit that does outstanding work when they were allowed to do it. You know, the regime has changed out there to kind of curtail their enforcement efforts. And because of that, murders have gone up. Violent crime has gone up. Gang activity has gone up. Drug activity has gone up. What do you think is going to happen when uh, when you have people who never did real police work and were administrative their entire life in charge of departments? And it's just sad to see great organizations like that. I, I talk about the NYPD all the time, and uh, you know San Diego is no different with this uh, this new wave of police leadership, executive leadership that has no clue on policing and they think they have this big idea book to do things better and all it's doing is hurting the communities out there. It's uh, 441 here at WIK, time for traffic and weather. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 446. I got a text message and now you made me hungry for Larry's Pizza in a Cup. Thanks a lot. But it is the best on the midway. Your pal Navin, what is this sorcery of pizza in a cup? From Larry's. Anybody uh, have more clarification on that? I'm a pizza guy. Pizza's my wheelhouse. Pizza is my uh, my thing. I can eat it 
anywhere, always. But this, uh, Navin, uh, let us in on this little thing. What's this Larry's Pizza in a Cup uh, on the Midway? I don't know. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Rich from Laughlin on Trump. Rich, how are you? Good. Thank you for taking the call, Rob. Rob, I just want to say, you know, there was 26,000 extra votes in the Pennsylvania election, unaccounted for. That was more than, than there were voters. You didn't see the state police. You didn't see the local cops, nothing. We accept lying as it is, I guess, anymore. And there was a guy from, uh, from above you, Susquehanna County, ex-CIA. The name is, I couldn't find him in the time I had. But he was starting to lead a, uh, a responsible uh, investigation of that. We had a meeting at Bloomsburg in a big field and all this stuff. But there's, you know, there's wholesale cheating going on. And you don't see the Justice Department doing about that. And that's probably why people still accept Trump, because they see a two-tiered system. They haven't seen a Democratic person held liable for anything they've done. Now, you said before, if Trump did win, and I, I, I would take him or, or DeSantis, uh, but if Trump did win, they can't touch him. You can't go after a sitting president once they're in office. So he would still be able to function. Well, look at the four years he was in office. All they did was go after him. Well, but they couldn't really charge him. They could put, put charges. I mean, they could put charges against him, but they couldn't take action. You well, know, they impeached him twice. They stalled all his policies. They wouldn't let anything move forward. They, you know, they fought him on the wall and everything that was working tooth and nail. I mean, that's my fear. Well, you're you're right in that regard, Rob. I didn't think think that far about it. Uh, but I, first of all, he's going to have fair trials once he gets to um, Florida. I mean, it, you know, I think he has a chance of beating some of the things. And I really wish there'd be two attorneys on each side of him that would grab him when he thinks of doing something, because he doesn't put well, enough thought into doing things. I have you to know, admit, see, seeing seeing behind the curtain and son of his, uh, son of some of the, there is no there is no grab, grabbing him by the shoulder and telling him anything. I, I could tell you that now from what I've seen. I, I've seen him talk many times. I've seen him in private rooms, you know, a few times. Um, he does what he does, and no one controls that. I could, I could tell you that point blank. Now, with, with the votes that you brought up in Pennsylvania, my understanding was that that was a preliminary number that was not finalized, and I'm not saying it's the truth or what happened, but when the finalized numbers came out, that, that balance did equal out. But the preliminary numbers, numbers did show that there were more votes than people, but then was that was when everything was tallied, that kind of hashed out. Well, if that's the truth, I would accept that. I mean, you know, uh, that's what I heard, and we had a big meeting about it and so it's, forth. It's been investigated. Uh, I'm I'm comfortable with the excuses that was given. Again, I didn't really do a deep-dive investigation into it, but I, I did look into that when it was brought up, especially when I first started, you know, on the air here. I looked into that, and what happened is there was a couple of areas that only sent preliminary numbers. That's why there was this, there was this mix-up of... Uh, of um you know votes compared to who was on their actual roles and when that was when that was um when that was all updated you know it did it did equal out i'll just be happy when we go back to regular voting because the republicans are doing exactly right now what the democrats have done you know collecting uh, trays of votes and everything because they have no choice they had to go to that system uh, i would be very happy if we go back to the regular way where you could show a face and uh show proof of who you are and so forth and so on, uh, then I would feel better that if somebody else did win, okay, they won fair and square. I don't think that exists right now, though. And uh, you have a uh, – Biden doesn't – with all due respect to the man, he's in trouble. He, he can't talk some days. He, he doesn't know where he's at. But 
you have a handful of people at the Justice Department, led by Merrick Garland, that is abusing the Justice Department, okay? Oh, they've done it there. We've seen it done at the IRS with Lois Lerner. I mean, they, they have their people in place that have done it and gotten away with it. Um, and as far as you know, Joe Biden's and his cognitive ability, there's a, there's a lo- that goes across the spectrum. You know, we have Mitch McConnell. We just saw that. You have Dianne Feinstein. You have John Fetterman. I mean, there's a lot of them that should not be representing the people anymore. I, I think you're right. And I saw one state is uh, South Dakota. I think is introducing a bill to set a, a time limit on how long you could run. You know. All right, Rob. I'll let you go. Thank you, sir. Good Thank show. Thank you, Rich. You have a great weekend, Jude. Uh, it's. Uh, what time is it here? 4.51. No, I still have some time. Uh, okay, the pizza in a cup is from The Jerk, uh, the movie The Jerk. See, it's been that. I, I'm going to have to watch it maybe. I'm not going to have time this weekend, but I'm going to have to watch it um, to see what's going on. And, yes, I'm not supposed to eat pizza on Be the New You, and I haven't, and it's killing me. It's one of my, That's my only vice. That's, that's really my only, my only thing, but... You know, once I'm in the maintenance stage, I can factor in, you know, maybe one of these cauliflower pizza type things and, and, and do it. You know, it, it, you can, the great thing about it is it's, and I've lost, I weighed in this week, I'm down 20 pounds in three weeks and, you know, it changes, you know, due to your lifestyle. You know, I was away last week. I had the NASCAR races this past weekend. So, you know, eating the diet that I need to eat, that I would like to eat is hard when you're, when you're there for 14 hours, two days. You know, you have to eat what's available. And I ate well. I ate good. I didn't gain weight, but I didn't lose the weight I normally would lose if I was home and making my own food and eating, eating what I need to eat. And I, I've explained it. It's about portion control. It's about eating properly. It's about retraining your body and your mind to do the right things for your body. And it, it, there's stages in, in Be The New You. There's stages in, in any diet. And, uh, you know, I'm in the first stage of that. And I get angry at myself when I, when I when I do I wouldn't call it cheat when I don't have the options that I would like to have when when I miss something here or there or I, you know the only option I have has something that I, I shouldn't be eating as far as the protein the meat the vegetables and the, and the fruits that I, I should be eating. Um, but I wouldn't tell you guys about it. I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't working. And it's working. Three weeks I've lost twenty pounds. Um, you know, I plan on losing more than that. So I'm in this and I'm going to bring you guys along for the journey. But yes, pizza, if, if, if there was any wish that I had for this diet, I I have had no problem. Like I said, I have more energy. I feel better. I'm full. I'm not hungry all the time. And I'm being a hundred percent legit with you guys, but I have my cravings. Uh, you know, I am, I love my chocolate. I love my pizza. And uh, pizza, I would say by far, is my biggest miss now. But once I go into that next stage, you know, I can have my pizza maybe on a cauliflower crust, you know, once a week uh, and get that fixed because that's all I had it before. You know, Fridays is my pizza day. You know, I'm going to have to make do today. But um, as soon as I'm in that next phase, then then I can I could satisfy that craving for me. But that's been the biggest, to, to be 100% honest with you guys, that's been the biggest hurdle for me not having my pizza on Fridays and I haven't and like I said three weeks I'm down 20 pounds hopefully this would next week when I weigh in I'm even more than that it's uh 454 here at WILK we'll be back after these messages welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK news radio it's 457 uh, I just want to touch on a text message I got earlier you know when we were having a conversation a couple of minutes ago about Trump receiving the subpoena and then 
allegedly telling someone or, or arranging to have some footage deleted from their surveillance system. Uh, they brought up Hillary's deleted emails. Yes, that in fact did happen, but it was prior to her receiving the subpoena. Now, they were expecting the subpoena. The media was out that it was coming, and supposedly those emails were deleted prior to receiving the subpoena, from what my understanding is on that, and that was the catch there. But that being said, they were definitely deleted with the expectation that a subpoena was coming. So, you know, I just wanted to clarify that with with uh, the details there. There's also uh, up near Lake Ontario in New York, there is uh, smoke pouring from a northern New York solar farm battery blaze. The governor says that it may pose a health risk to those. Like, we're not dealing with enough, enough downwind from Canada. And, and, you know, what comes from New York is also going to come down since it's coming from Canada. But they have these solar farms up there. You've seen them in some areas here. I know they're popping up more and more. They go to batteries, and that, and that uh, you know, goes into the grid. Well, it looks like that the uh, the solar farm and their battery, large battery fire, is on just that, on fire. And the governor is urging residents to heed public health officials to avoid exposure to the smoke and toxins. Because we all know the materials that are made used to make both uh, solar panels and the batteries that store their power are toxic chemicals. Um you know, this would happen anywhere. You know, if a gas station goes on fire, you know, it's toxic fumes. Same thing. It's no different. There's no no thing. There's no increase issue simply because this is a solar farm or a battery blaze. Different types of toxins. Um, my understanding, again, from this article is they are uh, a lot more concerning than a regular fuel burning fire. But... When a fuel system burns, you also have plastics. You have everything like that that also go up with that as well, not just the fuel itself. But that's coming in New York, so if you smell something weird in the air the next couple of days when that smog comes down, um, it could be New York adding to the Canadian wildfires that are coming down towards us. It's uh, almost 5 o'clock here on WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after these breaks.